0: All right, college baseball fans, we have a very, very special guest here today. Uh, if you're a follower of Barstool Sports, you know him by Mincy. This is Barstool Mintz. Ben Mince, huge Ole Miss fan, here to talk about some college baseball this weekend and kind of his plans on what he's going to do with Barstool moving forward with college baseball. Uh, Mincy, man, good to have you on. Thanks for doing this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank you all for having me on. I found you all on Twitter a while ago, and just uh, I respect what you all built. I mean, you all have got a heck of an engine. Y'all got almost ten thousand followers in a college baseball podcast. I mean, I don't know that I've seen that really done, and so uh, I'm happy to come on here. And you know, you kind of mentioned it. We'll get into it in a minute, but uh, I'm at you know Barstool hasn't done a ton with college baseball in the past. This is my first year working up there, and so I'm really trying to use this platform to help grow the game.
0: Yeah, no, and you you and like Jared Carabas and Big T and those guys, you guys have actually shown a lot of like social media engagement with college baseball since the season started which you know has helped us out a lot we've we've been getting a ton of new fans just like trickle down effect from barstool because um you guys have excited that sport up you know people are paying attention now those viral moments on social media that you guys are retweeting and posting out there that's helped us out so thank you thank you so much
1: (laughs) hey man i love it man i love what y'all are doing we're trying to just help grow i say it all the time most underrated sport in the world Oh of,
0: yeah, uh, underrated uh, because I, of I the passion grain. and there ain't energy nothing that they bring. Like it, it really is. It's the most pure sport out there, in my opinion. It's not, you know, it's not run by fake media members or anything like that. Um, you know, the players have energy and passion with everything they do, and the games mean something. Like there's a lot I mean, of pride on the line. So Ben, you know what I was thinking about the other day. So you know how like when you
2: see like somebody like gets into like a sport, like let's just say baseball or football, is so big, so they think if they can get into the sport. They're going to grow a big following because the sport is bigger than them. So when you think of college baseball guys that are covering it, it's not because they're trying to get big to move to ESPN and move. They they cover it because they love it. There's no, no, it's not a big money market. It's not like you're doing it for the money. You're doing it because
0: you love this damn game so much. (laughs) exactly and um so we got to clarify real fast whenever you say ben are you talking to me or mincy
1: <laughs> he's called me mincy he's called me mincy all, right,
0: all, right. all right right right
2: right right right
0: right because right. i, 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 I was about i was I'll about to sit mincy. back and relax and not answer that but you know you're right i mean this is a game where uh um, the guys like the guys that like d1 baseball baseball america who cover the sport they're not in it because they're making six figures a year because they're not you know they're making they're covering the game because they understand how how great it is and everything. But um, anyways. um, Mincy, let's uh let's talk a little bit about how you got to like Barstool and how, um you know, talk about like your childhood, like being a uh, Ole Miss fan and, you know, following SEC baseball, kind of in the prime of when college baseball got big in like the 80s, 90s with those guerrilla ball teams. Um, let's just – all right, so I asked you like three questions there. Yeah, Yo, you're you, good. No, <laughs> I, you know,
1: so I grew up – so basically I went to Ole Miss, but I'm from Louisiana. And so it's been a really funny thing. At Barstool, I got hired as the other Mississippi guy with uh, Temesa Brandon Walker. He's a big Mississippi State fan.
2: This guy, <laughs> that guy, that guy makes me laugh, man. Oh, no, he's something.
1: Oh, no, he's something day today. day. <laughs> but uh, what's funny is I got hired as the other Mississippi guy, but I'm actually from Louisiana and I grew up in Monroe, Louisiana. But watching the Skip Bertman Gorilla Ball LSU teams, oh we yeah. won five national championships in the '90s and kind of changed the sport. Uh, the moment I always remember the most from my childhood was when I was 13 years old when Warren Morris hit the walk-off and he's Miami. He against in 96.
0: Was that when Alex Cora's laying face down on the ground? the yes. um- <laughs> Yeah. And
1: Morris had barely been able to play all year. He had a hand injury you know, and somehow hit gets that ball out. Uh, that's that, that iconic moment I always remember from my childhood. But I went to college at Ole Miss and... Well, I was at Ole Miss, uh, while I was there, for, I mean, that's another story. It took me like <laughs> nine years to graduate. But uh, while I was at Ole Miss, the program started out. I mean, there was no real history or tradition. And Mike Bianco, who was a former catcher for LSU and assistant for Skip Burton, came in in 2000. And, man, that thing's like his baby. I mean, there was no, you know, facilities, nothing. And now you look at what Swayze Field at Oxford is. I mean, they're looking at drawing 14000 a game for a battle of top three teams in Arkansas and Ole Miss. And uh, I'm part of, in left field, I'm part of this big tailgate where, man, we have crawfish bowls, we eat fillets, we grill out real family-oriented, but people booze. And it's just – it's a phenomenal American scene. And then right field is the student section with all the beer showers.
0: Beer showers, yep.
1: Oh, yeah, but it's just uh, – I love – like, to me, my favorite thing in Oxford Ole Miss, people always ask about the Grove and the Square and everything, man, there's nothing like left field at Swayze. I think it, it's absolutely best.
0: And I'm glad you brought that up because before the show, we, uh, you and I were talking about how my first collegiate game was at Swayze Field my freshman year. I'm an 18-year-old kid, uh, you know, coming from like Texas high school where I, we probably had maybe 100 people at our games. My first college game was in front of like eight to ten thousand screaming Mississippi fans. They knew everything about like my mom's name, my girlfriend's name, you know. They were they were heckling me, and I was I just remember smiling from ear to ear, like this is awesome, like this is like unbelievable. I got spoiled with my first college game. There was no other game I played the rest of my career. Um, that was like Swayze you Field. You definitely
2: so, went back to UT Martin like, damn, I don't want to play here. I want to go home uh, <laughs> every
0: weekend. Exactly. I was like, when are we going back? Like, that was fun. Um, but yeah, no, it, you're right. You can just like, you can smell the mixture between, you know, grilling and steaks and burgers in the outfield, plus the beer that's, you know, sprayed and perspirated throughout the stadium. The smell, the sound, everything at Swayze Field. I mean, that's tradition in itself. So um, that is definitely really cool how You know, you're a part of that. And Ole Miss has had some really good teams over the last 10 years. We saw them in Omaha, like, in 2014. Um, I played against that team. And, you know, this year's team looks like they're ready to maybe possibly win a national championship. If uh, and it sucks that Tim Elko's out. Oh, yeah, man, that,
1: you know, I'm real worried that that we'll, we'll get to that, but yeah, I'm but
0: yeah. they've definitely built uh, built quite the empire there. And them and Mississippi State are always fun, just between like the fans. Um, talk a little bit about like the rivalry going on with baseball. You got Mississippi State who consider themselves, consider themselves like the king of college baseball, and then you got Ole Miss, kind of the new kids on the block, but with just as much like recent tradition.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, man, it's heated because I've uh, got to also mention how much I love Swayze Field. The dude, Duty you Noble know, we'll Field, man, that's a gem of a ballpark they've got in Starville, especially after the facelift they put on it. I mean, it's an incredible atmosphere. And I, you know, you got to be honest, state's tradition, you know, you go back to the 80s with Will Clark and Rafael Palmero and Bobby Thigpen. I mean, state was even before LSU got big. Well, you know, yeah. this is like way back in the day before college baseball is <laughs> even a thing. Uh, but they've had a great history and tradition. and you know, they've gotten the best Ole Miss in that series the last few years, too, well, pretty much forever. And so, uh, you know, obviously, uh, hopefully Ole Miss can go take two out of three next week in the start, but we'll do something about that this year. But, uh, I, you know, I certainly have no loss, love loss from Mississippi State as a school. But, man, I respect the hell out of that baseball program. And Chris is coming from Indiana, has kept that thing going. Man, he's doing a great job. and. You know, just year after year, uh, phenomenal tradition. I'm just glad Jake Mangum's not there anymore because I thought – <laughs> I felt like he hit 700 against Ole Miss. <laughs> he he like was, ever. I never saw him get out once.
2: He, he was, was on our show, uh, I don't know, two, weeks what, two ago. three weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, he was just talking about how the state of Mississippi and college baseball, you can't separate them. They, yeah, they come
0: together. You go all the way south and you're like, Southern Miss has a great oh, baseball yeah, tradition too. For sure. They made the Omaha before. Yeah, and you said you're from uh, Monroe, Louisiana, right? Yes. We have we have a lot of Louisiana Monroe listeners because we hyped them up early in the season when they were they beat beat Alabama they beat? last beat, night. Yeah, beat Alabama yeah, last beat, night. Beat Oklahoma State, I believe. They um, beat
1: Oklahoma North State North. at Globe Life.
2: Yeah, and then, uh, they took they beat um they beat Ole Miss at Swayze. They split a midweek series when yeah. they were wearing their war, those fire
0: ass Warhawk jerseys. The Warhawk jerseys were sweet. Looked like the uh, the fighter jets. But um, anyways, let's talk a little bit about how like how. How did you get from you said Baton Rouge, Louisiana to Manhattan, you know New York City, um, working for Barstool? Like, what was kind of the journey like getting up there?
1: Man, it's a, this is I must tell you a story that I would you wouldn't I wouldn't believe if somebody told told me it. So, I actually was I was a professional poker player from 2006 to 2014, and we actually have a mutual friend that you brought up uh, when yeah. off the air. Um, so I did that. And I did real well in the World Series Man event a couple of times. And I was, I was actually top 200 in the world in online poker at my peak. But <laughs> online fell apart after 2011 when the government shot it down. And I what do they
0: in- call that? Black Friday or Black something? Friday. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I was living in New Orleans. I'm wearing a two-lane cap right now, actually. But I'm a big mm-hmm. New Orleans guy. And I was living in New Orleans at the time. Well, in 2014, I kind of hit a point where I realized that I didn't like my life path. And I, I went back to Ole Miss when I was 31 years old. And finished my finance degree in a year and worked a part time job. And then after I got done with that, uh, I have a buddy who I think you might have, you went on with some Rustin guys this morning. Uh, I have mm-hmm. a buddy, a sports radio, and Sean Fox and Rustin, I grew up with. And he hit me up like, hey, I'm going to recommend you for the Shreveport, Louisiana sports radio job. Even though you don't have experience, like you've got a hilarious personality, you know, I like gambling and sports. So I'm going to recommend you for it. And I got it. And so I was a host of a For uh, from three to six p.m. drive time, Shreveport, Louisiana, about two hundred fifty thousand person market for four years. Really, two thousand the December fifteen to March twenty twenty, and I got let go when COVID started on a station reformatting. So,
0: literally because of was it because of COVID or uh,
1: no? They were the thing was I was my show was doing well, the rest of the station wasn't making money, and Mm -hmm. so they reformatted it from sports to like solo music. So. I literally got fired 13 months ago. So, uh, yeah, to start of COVID, I went and hung out in Oxford, just low-keyed it, played online poker, and I got hired by ESPN Baton Rouge, who I'd built a relationship with for years, uh, specifically T-Bob A. Barron off the bench. I've been going on that morning show. uh, I've been the gambling (laughs) guy forever. So I get hired by ESPN Baton Rouge in July, and I'm the number two on a show with Jimmy Ott, and it's going great. And uh, I thought I was like, hopefully I'll work down here for three or five years. It's the LSU flagship. It's one of the better radio stations in the South. I like Baton Rouge. I mean, hell, I'd just been unemployed. I was thrilled to be there. And then on October the 3rd, Ole Miss is playing Kentucky in football, and Ole Miss wins in overtime. Kentucky scores, misses an extra point. Ole Miss scores an extra point. And, I mean, I'm just going nuts. I, I took the over
0: up. in that game. I remember <laughs> that. You, you cast it. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: but uh, I was uh, going – like Ole Mrs. has been, had a bunch of rough years beginning in Lane Kiffin here. I was all fired up, and my producer in Baton Rouge, who I lived with, just flips on his phone and records when I'm going nuts after the game, thinking it will be funny on our ESPN Baton Rouge social media. And so Saturday night goes by and it gets some views. I don't think anything of it. And then Sunday morning I'm driving to go do our ESPN Baton Rouge Sunday morning NFL show and matches with Rohan Davy, the old quarterback. And my phone goes off like a nuclear bomb. I look down at my phone, and it's Dave Portnoy, Prez, tweeting, SEC football just hits different. It's the video of me yelling at Lane Kiffin, specifically the Ole Miss Hotty Toddy chair. Damn. And that, yeah, and then Dave Portnoy follows me on Twitter, and I'm just like, man, what's going on? Then I look down, and I got a DM, Dave Portnoy, and it said, is that you? It's about the video. And I said, damn right that's me. Like, we're, ready, <laughs> we're ready, we're ready for you to come work for us at Barstool Sports. No. It's like that. Are you serious? Yeah, I, I was sitting in Natchez getting ready for the show with Rohan and the old quarterback, and I just jumped out of my chair and said, holy hell, I just got offered a job at Barstool. And then so Dave scheduled a phone call with me for the next month and the next day. And he calls me, and I said, hello. And the first words Dave Portnoy says to me is, your voice sounds exactly like how I hoped it would, but so draw and twang. <laughs> and he goes, listen, I don't know everything about life, but I am pretty damn good about finding talent, and you're my guy. And I was just like, holy crap.
0: That is unbelievable. Oh,
1: it's unreal. And he said, "We'll give you the option of moving to New York, or you can stay in the South. We just want the content. We'll give you more money if you come to New York." And uh, I thought about it for a day. I was like, "Oh, I could stay in the South and do SEC." And I was like, "Wait, that's the wrong attitude. Like, this is the job. You didn't grind four years in Shreveport to, you know, not give this all your all when you get this opportunity." So I moved to New York. Halloween weekend, even though I'd only been here once, one night my whole life. And uh, my producer who took that video, I actually got him hired. When I got hired, I asked uh, – that was part of my deal. I was like, hey, you all hire him too, and they actually did it. So, we live together now. Uh, he's a big LSU baseball fan. His dad played for LSU, actually. But – so, we live together in Manhattan in Hill's Kitchen, and I'm in the Barstool office right now. about five, six months in, and, man, it's going great. Uh just – I really feel like I'm, I'm one of the hosts of Pick Central, the gambling show every day on the YouTube channel. And then I – I mean, you never know what you're going to do on a day-to-day basis in this office. But the next couple of months I've made a big point of wanting to grow our college baseball presence up here and it being early April now, you know, we're about to hit the middle of conference play, you know, really we're going to go hard at it all the way through Omaha. I'm going to the SEC tournament. I'm going to the LSU Ole Miss series. I'm going to go to the college world series in Omaha. I'm going to hit regionals. I'm going to do a lot of like one minute, two minute videos, kind of previews, show the fan bases, the student sections, the atmospheres. I'm going to get out and do the damn thing the next couple of months. And, uh, you know i really think it's going to work and build and so we'll see i'm excited about
0: it for sure and you have the keys to an engine that like just the barstool itself like barstool network itself like the interaction the engagement and really like the the demographic of like it's college brand, baseball dude. fans like it's like you it's guys target you guys are targeting guys that um you know like college baseball like the same age group and everything like that you have the the keys to an engine to make college baseball grow 10 times like what barstool has the ability to do we've seen it with so many different sports and everything like you are going to have so many interaction with your with your social media account because of those minute like one minute two minute videos you're going to be doing um that's going to be so good for the sport now let's talk a little about like growing college baseball uh you and i kind of hinted at it um before the show but Gambling on college baseball needs to happen as soon as possible. Um, I think that's the quickest way. I've been saying this for two and a half years now. If you could make gambling lines for college baseball, like Vegas or whoever it is, Barstool, um, that's the quickest way to get more people involved. Because what happens with gambling? People start doing research. People watch the games. More money gets put into it. Uh, it grows the sport and popularity. The, I think gambling is the key to to making college baseball much, much bigger. I'm not going to say as big as college basketball because I don't think it'll ever get there, but much, much bigger. Would you no, agree? Look,
1: I agree. I'm actually hammering our guys up here because we're partnered with Penn Gaming who owns a bunch of casinos, you know, and the sports gambling was our big thing with the Barstool app. I'm telling everybody the same thing, man. Right now, they've got some college baseball lines offshore, but it's not regulated. Yeah. Uh, we need it in the sports books. We need it on the Barstool app. Supposedly, we're going to have it some for the NCAA tournament in Omaha. But, man, we need to be able to, you know, when Arkansas and Ole Miss play – and forty thousand people come through the turnstiles this weekend. You're telling me people won't bet on that? Yeah. Like, I'm trying to
0: hammer. I'm trying to hey, hammer Friday question, night unders, Sunday overs. Like I'm trying question. to hammer.
2: So let's because college baseball is not regulated or whatever. So what would, in your opinion, or I don't know if you know the answer, but how would you start? Because so like Ben was doing, just kind of like for fun with a couple followers. Like he would put, we would make our own line. Yeah, You know how you can do that, like just make your own line, nothing involved with it, and just for fun, like with your friend. How would you make college baseball a regulated or recognized betting uh, out – what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Avenue, whatever.
1: Well, I think the big thing I'm hammering, and supposedly Penn's telling me it's like, that. it's going to be a – they have to invest a few million in it because I guess laws – I don't know. Mm they are saying it's a pain in your ass because I'm all over them. I agree with you. (laughs) The thing with college baseball – the gambling will grow it because right now, man, I'm gonna watch every old Miss game. I still watch a lot of LSU games to follow their program too. But if I could bet on all the games, I'm gonna watch all of them. You're gonna watch uh, all Everybody right just like they support their favorite teams, but yeah. then they don't really watch it beyond that. And you kind of you Know if, if we get the gambling that'll just completely change that, and especially uh, with really- like all the ESPN Penn- plus
0: streaming services and everything out there, there's you know dozens of games on ESPN plus every night. And it,
1: oh, yeah, no, that's it. I, I always say ESPN deserves a ton of credit. I mean, I remember growing up, you'd only see the College World Series on TV, and mm-hmm. now I can watch you Monroe, Ole Miss on a Tuesday. You know, yeah. it's, it's incredible.
2: Like, they, can, with Penn, front. can Penn. If, like, let's just say tomorrow Penn woke up and they were like, all right, you know what? We're going to make some Lions college baseball. Can they do that? I think
1: I think that's something with they got to get approved and, like, a license and all this. There's always gambling. Okay, right. so I, that's why I was confused But I think it. I think it could come – they're saying next one or two years it's possible, but no. I don't know anything beyond that. I promise you all exactly how you feel about it, I feel even more. I'm obviously a gambler. Hell yeah, man. I'm, I want to I'm, grab- I'm telling you, I'm hammering them up here about it. Yeah. Because um, I think you're, you're totally right. And uh, that's that's what this thing needs to grow. And man, I'd fire so hard if we could
2: do it. So going back to what Ben was saying about the Barstool brand and everything. So like if you if anybody, if you got the listeners are familiar, but importantly always is thanking the fans. He's always got his loyal followers and Like Barstool is a media outlet, outlet, but it's also a brand. It's also like putting on a Nike shirt or a Jordan shirt. You're going to go buy the new Jordan shoes just because you love, you have an allegiance with them. Barstool's got the same idea. So when you think Barstool College Baseball, they put their stamp on College Baseball. Now people are just going to go watch College Baseball because they say, oh, Portnoy and Barstool or Mincy. They like College Baseball. Okay, I like College Baseball too. Mm -hmm. So they're just going to go check it out. And then I promise you, 99% of them are going to say, damn, I love this shit. I want to watch Oh, the it's the bad. Yeah,
1: Because it's an incredible product. I and mean, then also just the, the fan base, the atmospheres are
2: unbelievable this, in the SEC. It's like you're watching a big league game. Those guys are unreal at what they do. So you're not going to see many mistakes. Because in the college game, when a guy makes an error in the bottom in the ninth, and it's supposed to be a good play, routine play, but he makes the error, guy scores, next thing you know, South Alabama beat some big school. That's, that shit is way more entertaining. To that's me what makes it exciting. Some guy just making a routine play, throw it to first, we're going to the twelfth inning. Instead, guy boosts the ball, ball game's over in the eleventh, and you're like, damn, that's not how we were supposed to lose. Yeah. No,
1: and my thing with it too is just that I love the thirty game college season with the or the, the the conference season with the mm-hmm. ten series because every pitch matters. Like it the one sixty two is just a beatdown, bro. Like the sixty game college season is it, with the thirty game conference season, and then you got the postseason tournaments and the. I I love it. You know, I I think it's great because I just love – it's hard for me to invest three to four hours a day when in a 162-game season it almost doesn't matter if you win or lose that day. It's like The
0: players – the major league players don't even care. Like, they're they're out there, out for their own. That's what it is. Yeah, dude. I mean,
2: like, with the thing is with the big league season, I lose interest literally by the end of April, and you won't see me back until end of September when the wild card race is heating up. And then when the postseason starts, that's when I'm back. Because, like, in the middle of July, I'm just like, I, I don't know, man. I, I I just don't have the same. But with college baseball, you just, like, you just throw a game on. And just shit that you never expect to happen, happens. Mm-hmm. Anybody can win on any given day with a small school, a big school, your mid-majors, your power conferences. And I think that's where it gives you the the hope that your team can win on any day.
1: Yeah, no, I, I just – I love the sport. I mean, you look at – heck, you look at Coastal Carolina coming out of the Big South, winning the national championship a few years ago. Fresno State was a four seed in mm-hmm. 2008, won it all. No, it's uh, – the unpredictability, there's just so much that makes it great. The prestige, of, the prestige of making the College World Series in Omaha is just unbelievable. And, like, what that means as far as the journey and the destination. I mean, I, like I said, I, I love college baseball, and I love it so much that I'm making a point to try to build it here at Barstool is one of my – uh, missions and things yeah today.
0: so like what's your next step with building it with barstool i'm kind of curious like what's your what's your next um uh, next step on the ladder going up Because i know you have big plans long term but like what's the what's the next thing that In you the be putting run, place? so what
1: they're pushing up here is like i meet with our production heads and stuff they really love the short form videos right mm-hmm. now and that, that may and that's our society now man that people have the short attention spans and so I, I think the move is for me to just get out get to the stadiums like i said you know, try to interview. that you do have great media accessibility in college baseball, so you can get big coaches and players kind of easily. So I'm going to do some of that. I'm going to do videos from uh, stands, highlighting places. I'm going to start doing some like SEC preview videos, post game videos. But I'm basically, uh, y'all follow me on at Barstool Mincy on Twitter. I'm going to be going super hard there. Uh, I feel like it eventually could lead to a college baseball podcast, but that you know, this year is about building it and showing Barstool there's enough of an audience and then I think we come back
0: at that. Yeah, and you're gonna have no problem showing Barstool. Like, look, there is an audience out there. People love this content. They're waiting for this content. And I'm glad you brought up the whole like getting players and coaches on. I don't think me and Dimitri have ever been told no, asking a player or a coach oh, to come people, on. Oh, people
1: are thrilled that you want to grow the game. I mean, yeah. like just like y'all are thrilled to have, you know, like just we're all trying to just build this because we get how awesome of the sport it is, and everybody should know this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think that oh, it's cool to be on the same page.
2: I don't know what you guys call – me and Ben have been talking about this for the last two years now, so I still play – so it's hard for me to commit all the way in. We're like we're still in that stage where like we are growing, but like financially we don't make we don't make any money really from it, and we don't have much support. So we've already been. At, I've had people ask, and I've told Ben this, and we love it. You know how you got Barstool did the whole uh, caravan thing for college basketball. I don't remember what you guys called it.
1: Oh, ben, I don't. That was before the my – like I've yeah. I've only been at Barstool for five. Months, okay, so, so you guys. Know. You guys
2: did. <laughs> You guys did this college basketball van where they would go. your bed. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, the storm the chaser, tornado, the storm chaser, storm cha- chaser yeah, with so. Roan and uh, Roan and Caleb. That's okay. what it
2: was. Yeah. So so we we're me and Ben because um we were thinking like a college baseball kind of caravan kind of thing where we show up at Starkville, Mississippi. We go and drink and hang out and eat and hang out with all the fans in the outfield. We cover the game. We take videos and we, you and we kind of do like almost like a a rating system where you rate atmospheres at different college a different camp uh college stadiums or like fan atmosphere, food, drink, and, and, and like you know what I mean, kind of like giving them a challenge to put out their best show off the field too, because people care about what baseball is huge in atmosphere rather than just the product on the field.
1: Oh, I look, I, that's, that's what makes it so great to me. And I think people need to see this nationwide because it's such a huge thing in the South, but like I'm up here in the Northeast and it's blowing me away. I mean, everybody loves you. People are crazy about the Yankees and Mets and Phillies <laughs> and Red Sox and stuff. They got no idea about where all those guys they've got playing are coming from, you know, <laughs> exactly. You know, uh, no, nah, I'm all about it. Nah, as far as next few weeks, I'm going to the LSU Ole Miss series in Oxford, and I'm going to go to the Ole Miss spring game and do some content down there. Uh, then it looks like I'm going to be making some of the Arkansas LSU series the weekend after, so I'm going to hit up Alex Box.
0: All righty. So, Mincy, um, we do this every week, and uh, we're happy to have you on for the, the weekend pick em series, or weekend series pick em. And we do it every week with a guest, and our guests have yet to break three and two. I think three and two is the record so far for a guest and so the way it works is we're going to pick the five maybe not the five biggest series but five most competitive series on the weekend with some notoriety to them and then you just have to pick who's going to win the series so best two out of three and so the five series this week florida and tennessee tcu and texas tech oregon state versus oregon ohio state versus michigan and last but not least, your boys, uh, Arkansas versus Ole Miss, at Ole Miss. I, I cannot wait for that series to start. Oh, God. You it's going to well. be crazy. What a huge one. Both, both fan bases are unbelievable. But um, so usually this is how it works. I get put on the spot and I have to go first and explain the reason why I like each series. So um, if you don't know anything about like Ohio State or Michigan or like Oregon State and Oregon, uh, just pretty much fade me and you'll be good. Yeah. Get <laughs> so, out of here, Ben. You always come up with that bullshit reasoning behind your pick. I know. I always talk myself into picks like that mean nothing. But anyways, let's start with Oregon State and Oregon. Now, this is the second time these two teams have played. Demetri reminded me that the first time that they played, it was actually considered non-conference, which is so weird. But they played a weekend series, and Oregon actually won two out of three. So I'm going to go with the Beavers just because when I was growing up, and you know, big fan of college baseball in middle school and high school. They um, they won three national championships, and so I like Oregon State. I think the Beavers are going to be out for a little revenge. Oregon is good, but I don't think they're good enough to beat Oregon State twice. You know, in series throughout the season. So I'm going with the Beavers. Dimitri, you're next. Oh,
2: I agree with you. Oregon is not beaten Oregon State twice in a series. I I just don't see it happening. Um, Oregon State had a I mean when I say a shitty weekend they had a shitty weekend they could Oregon not shove that weekend Oregon picked their asses off that weekend I remember they Friday night or Thursday I think it was a Friday night they shut them out and then Saturday they held them to one run Oregon State had I mean damn they had so many d- base runners on base they just didn't score and I think Oregon State Abel is going to kick their ass fr- tomorrow night <laughs> and I think the Beavers are going to win the series
1: I'm, I'm going to take Oregon just to fade y'all. I don't have any. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I
1: mean, He's I, I would have, I know Oregon state, Pat Casey's just unbelievable. And you look at the, you know how successful they've been through the years, but I'm just gonna take Oregon, just to be different.
2: Yeah, you know what's it, crazy? I'm so glad you did that because people don't understand when somebody, when all three panel
0: members take one team as an L every time, every single time, Mincy, it's happened. So I
2: appreciate you just <laughs> taking Oregon. That's for all that. gambling, just and, like and, you know, you don't go go
1: go anti-public.
0: And you do that a lot on on Pick Central because I listen to the podcast and I used to listen to it on XM Radio when it was on. I know, and I
1: know, I know. You're a big
0: people. fade the public kind of guy, which you know Vegas makes their money so. Somehow. so love that um all right so then the next series here we have ohio state and michigan and now this one's weird because ohio state we we hyped them up dimitri early in the season talking mostly as you talking about how they have you know guys with electric arms you know, 95 96 miles an hour now michigan they've been here before um they're Definitely the front runner, in my opinion, to win the Big Ten. We saw them in the College World Series finals against uh, Vanderbilt the last time there was a College World Series. Now, this is like a little big brother versus little brother. Ohio State baseball has never really been anything in the past. This is their first season of, like, notoriety. Um, I'm going to go with old reliable. I'm going to go with Michigan. I think that they're going to take care of business two out of three. They're, you know, they're 13 and six right now. They're, they're a good team. So I'm going to ride with Big Blue. So, and it is, it is I, in Ann Arbor. They play well at home. That's my last say. <laughs> I hate Ohio State. I cannot
2: explain to you on air in PG-13 term how much I hate Ohio State. But I think this year – okay, so Michigan has been kind of in control of the Big Ten the last couple years um nebraska's kind of hot finally again i hope they can keep running with it and actually get to the postseason and make some noise this year big 10 playing all in conference so you have no idea how good they actually are um so it's really tough to kind of figure out who the hell these teams are but i think pitching wins and i'm gonna stick with that so i'm going with the buckeyes wow
0: coming off a four game sweep against indiana too that's not a bad pick
1: I'm going with Michigan uh, just at home. And I can't believe they almost won that national championship a couple of years ago. Come out of the they, and they
0: won game one of the best of three finals. Oh, yeah, I thought
1: they were about <laughs> to do it. And, yeah. uh, you know, they ended up falling to Vandy. But, um, yeah, no, I got, I'll got i just take Michigan at home.
0: Yeah. Right, just go with the chalk. Eat the chalk right there. I feel like a lot of our fans are going to be on Michigan, too. But, Dimitri, not a bad pick. They just swept Indiana, who's one of the better teams in the Big 12 in a four-game series last they week. They didn't Ohio just
2: play. sweep them. They beat
0: the hell out of them for four <laughs> games. They did. Um, All right. Next series here is battle of, you know, my home state, Texas. So we got Texas tech hosting TCU. Now um, let me just double check and make sure that they're hosting TCU because, Sometimes Texas
1: tech is Texas tech lost two out of three at Kansas state last week. Yeah, they did.
0: And that's why I like, and TCU is starting off really hot this year, especially in big 10 or big 12 play. TCU (laughs) that Texas tech, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Just sometimes these college baseball sites are not accurate with who's home team, who's visitors. So um, yeah. So Texas tech we've talked about on the podcast, Dimitri, for two years now, how well they play at home. You know, this year they're 16 and one at home. Going to Lubbock is probably one of the best home field advantages in college baseball. Um, TCU, I believe they're 6-0 in conference. Maybe they might be 8-1 and if they would have Let's see. i um, looking this up right now. Yeah, they're 6-0 in Big 12 play I think not only Texas Tech wins the series, I think they sweep them at home uh, I'm going with Texas Tech, eating the chalk that's, right a, that's,
2: that's a That's a bold statement.
0: And I think they sweep
2: them And I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to sweep, but you don't want to play Texas Tech after they lose the series to <laughs> Kansas State I mean, no disrespect to Kansas State, but they're not, they're not in the same level as Texas Tech. And I'm going Texas Tech as well.
1: That makes three of us. I also think Lubbock's just a weird – it's always a tough place to go in any sport. The West any Texas sport. win, they got a weird little Cracker Jack ballpark. Uh, I also believe in bounce backs. You know, Texas Tech losing two out of three on the road against a bad Kansas State program. I don't know about a sweep, but I mean that Texas Tech went two out of three
0: yeah i think i'm just not hyped up on tcu this year for some reason i'm not oh. either dude i'm not either everyone thinks they're so good they're pretty highly ranked well, I I think- think he
1: was a hell of a coach
0: though oh yes he's one of the best schloss, <laughs> schloss baby we love Schloss on this podcast. He actually follows us on Twitter. We need to ask him to come on the show. Um, I'm sure he'd do it. Yeah, I know. He's a he's a big-name guy in college baseball. It's kind of like Tim Corbin, just been around a while building a dynasty. Um, all right, so we all agree on Texas Tech there. That's good. I mean, I think that's just your typical, like, bounce-back weekend series. They're going to come in focus this weekend. So um, I expect Texas Tech to run away with it. Uh, next series here, Florida and Tennessee. Now, Mincy, let, let, we're going to warn you. We hate Florida on this podcast just because – we hate Florida, we hate UCLA, just because they make us look stupid all the time. We'll (laughs) hype them up, hype them up, hype them up, and then boom, they lose a midweek game to like Jacksonville. And we're just like, Florida, what the heck? We hype them up all year, and so we're kind of anti-Florida right now. And I know it's going to come back and bite us towards the end of the season when they're in Omaha, but I'm going to go with my gut instinct – and I'm going to go with Florida. I think they're going to win two out of three against Tennessee. I think Tennessee going to
2: spew all that stuff you just said just <laughs> to pick
0: Florida. I'll tell you why, too, because Florida won two out of three at Ole Miss. No, um, it was, last it was in
1: Gainesville.
0: Oh, yeah, sorry, in Gainesville. In Gainesville. You're right. Because
1: right. they got swept in yeah. South Carolina, and then they got us on the bounce
0: yeah. game. Yeah, and, and I think uh, Florida's kind of on a mission. I think Tennessee has kind of played a softer um, schedule so far this year. You know, they're doing well in SEC play. Uh, but you know, they played Georgia, LSU, and Alabama, three of the bottom yeah. tier teams. And weird SEC. saying
1: LSU is one of the bottom ones. I
0: uh, know it is weird. True, though. Yeah, after true. losing Jaden Hill, now they're really going to be towards the bottom. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I just think Florida is going to take care of business in Knoxville. Um, they know this is a big series and they see that Tennessee's ranked higher than them in every college baseball outlet, and they don't like that. So they're going to show up. This is a you know, kind of a look ahead series for. Tennessee I hate saying it but they do have look Vanderbilt ahead. well they do have Vanderbilt next no, week. No, I, I, I think
1: this is a huge statement for them it's Florida and Vandy at the top they
0: are not looking I know they look at their schedule and they're seeing Vanderbilt next week oh, dude they gotta get to Vanderbilt
2: they ain't looking <laughs> past Florida they gotta get to Vanderbilt they gotta I, stay alive this weekend that's fair
0: that's fair I'm still taking Florida I hate this pick I hate it so much that I actually kind of like it now uh, give me Florida um, so Ben, let me let me finish what you were trying to say
2: here. Let's put it this way. You're your Tennessee, you're top five, top eight in the country, depending on who ranks you. You want to go into bandy in those same rankings. You want to move up a spot. You want to be be a top five matchup in in Nashville. So, so it's, do you it's really, in really think you really think Tennessee is looking past Florida just to go to Bandy at like a no, I, no, they're, they're actually hosting.
0: Boss. They're actually hosting Vandy. I misspoke. I'm, I'm looking in, at it right in Knoxville. Now. Yeah,
2: so they're not a chance in hell. Tennessee is looking past it. If anything, they're motivated to go to play Vandy. Eight and one, seven and two in the SEC or whatever the case may be. So, with all of that being said, that was just me kind of finishing off what you were trying to say there. Trying to prove me wrong.
0: I got you. I got you.
2: I think like this goes back to the whole thing with Virginia Tech. They were doing the hammer. They were talking mad shit. They were running their mouth. They think they were hot. They were the coolest team in, the, in all of the land. And and you sit there and think, what the hell has Virginia Tech done right? They're, they they make regional once every three four years. Florida State went up there and slept walked it and just sm- and beat them two out of three. They didn't even play very well. They beat them because when you're used to it, it's the whole saying, act like you've been there before. And so I think this is one of those weekends where Florida kind of just takes care of business they don't play their best baseball but they come away with a series win Tennessee is still learning how to win and how to keep momentum going when it's must win time you know
0: yeah and and I'm I'm gonna go with the Gators as well Dimitri how bad is it that we're going against our boy Tony V uh from Tennessee I know I love Vitello but Vitello is my favorite coach in college baseball I I gotta go with the Gators
1: I'm taking Tennessee to win two out of three. I think this is the biggest series for them in a long time because they've been behind Florida and Vandy, obviously looking up. They catch them in Knoxville. Uh, I think it's going to be a hard-fought contested series that somebody's going to win two out of three that can go either way. But I'm, I'm going to take Tennessee to get it done there. I yeah. think
2: – let me – I, I want to add on that. I I – I love Tennessee. They're really clutch. They can hit with two out, and they've got a little bit of swagger to themselves. Yeah, like yeah. when they the way they hit, the way they pitch, they the way they run off the mound after a strikeout. Well, they're they led by, by the king, Tony V.
0: That's why Coach I, they Vitello have that factor, but I I mean I'm just, I gotta go with Florida, like I said. Yeah, I, I'm gonna it's gonna bite me in the ass so hard, like going against Coach Vitello. Um I'm gonna be rooting for Tennessee. So hopefully the Ben Upton jinx is in full effect because that is a real thing. Hopefully I jinx Florida this weekend because I would love nothing more than see Florida get swept by Tennessee, but I'm going to go with my gut and go with Florida there. Um, Now the last series here, the reason why, you know, Mincy is excited about Ole Miss baseball is not only because they're hosting, you know, Arkansas this weekend, which is going to be just an insane atmosphere. But, um, you know, this Ole Miss team is something special. A lot of, like a lot of older guys leading that team. They lose Tim Elko, who's been their best player all year. This is going to be one of those series where you're going to know within, like, the first game if, if who's going to win the series. I think whoever has momentum after Friday night is going to take the series. And I, my gut is telling me take Ole Miss. And I think – I'll tell you why. The Ole Miss guys are going to know that – Hey, don't try to kiss his ass and take no, I'm not. Listen. because you want to make him happy. No, listen. I, I don't care if I make Mincy happy or not. I'm just saying my gut is Ole Miss – is going to be proving a lot of doubters wrong. Like, can we win without Elko? Um, There's going to be players stepping up into roles that they have never done before, but I like Bianco. I think that home field advantage in the sec plays a huge factor, especially in a weekend series like this. Ole Miss is going to win Friday night with Gunnar Hoagland on the mound. He's one of the best in the whole, like he's one of the most underrated pitchers I think in college baseball. And then you got Doug Nikhazy coming in on Saturday, perfect mix between righty, flamethrower lefty throws pretty hard, but you know, crafty lefty. I think they're going to keep Arkansas off balance. And I think this is going to come down to Arkansas making a crucial mistake. I'm not going to mention the 2018 college world series where they dropped the fly ball, but I think it's going to come into them making like a defensive error. Uh, Well, I guess all errors are defensive, but um, they're going to make a big mistake in this series and Ole Miss is going to capitalize. I think Ole Miss not only wins the series, I can see Ole Miss sweeping out of nowhere. I think it really could happen. Dimitri, don't look at me like that.
2: <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> All right, after after that, uh, bag Go get you a water because I think you've uh, <laughs> been drinking a little too much. Um, I I think Ole Miss is gonna battle. I think this weekend comes down to a next man up. Replace Tim Elka. Who who's next? Who wants who wants the bat? Who wants the rock? Next guy up. Let's we got a full team. Twenty seven guys. I got you all on this team for a reason. Be ready when your name's called. So I think Ole Miss will be ready to go. But man, I just think Arkansas is way too deep, man. They they are they are they can hit. And when their pitching is on, they're pitching it elite. And you saw what the hell they did in Starkville. They went down there and <laughs> swept them. They cleaned up, yeah. they mopped them. And that's no disrespect to Mississippi State, but Arkansas is just that good. I think Robert Moore is on fire. Christian Franklin has been heating up for the past two weeks. He's seeing the ball like a beach ball. He's a, he's um, a
0: big-game player, too, Christian Fleck, frankly. He, but
2: I, I think Arkansas got a lot of big-game players. Like, you know, they just show up when it matters most. So, I'm going with the Razorback.
0: Man,
1: uh, I'm, I'm obviously – I'm not going to go against Ole Miss on here ever. I'm saying Ole Miss wins two out of three, but it's all on Hogland and Nikhazy because I'm worried about Ole Miss's the depth of the lineup right now, especially without Elko. Uh, I think you're going to be trying to win, you know, three to two, four to three, three to one kind of stuff those first two games because Arkansas's got a good pitching staff, too. I'm saying Arkansas pulls, I mean, Ole Miss pulls out two out of three in Swayze. Uh, Home atmosphere, like I said, I mean, the stuff I'm reading on Twitter is they're expecting 13, 14,000 a game. Uh, So COVID pretty much over Mississippi. um, So very excited to see that atmosphere. I think Ole Miss does it and pulls out two out of three, but. It's gonna to be tough, man. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with that one-two combo of Hoglin and Mackenzie is elite. Good to see Mackenzie kind of was banged up early in the year. He's come back with two strong outings the last couple weeks, and I think Ole Miss gets it done. But I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm betting my life savings on it.
2: To <laughs> you know that that's, that's the thing. Like I would love to see Ole Miss win just just because it's, it's fun to watch when. Freaking beer shower in the right field. I oh, love yeah. to see them things going off all weekend. I want to hear that clap with two two strike two outs in the ninth, and they bang the guy. They. So ring him up, ball game over. Ole Miss wins the series. I would love to see that, but I just, I just can't pick it. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you, when you got no, I, I get it.
1: it. I also think Ole Miss mentally, the Elko injury is going to be. You know, that's going to factor. Senior yeah. captain, you know, mental. That's going to be tough to get over. And man, I mean, you look at that. I mean, he was the hitter of the the best hitter in the country in March. I mean, I mean yeah. dude, he weight, got hurt
2: and they named him SEC Player of the Week same day. Like, y'all he think uh, he's
1: he's missing, so he's going to sit out two weeks and try to DH y'all? You know his former players. Can you DH a torn ACL?
0: We, Dude, we, I, talked I, I we... we talked about it. We talked about on the last podcast, like how I think that's just the wrong move. I think you just I try to think... get him ready for next year. Well, he's a I senior. Mean, is uh, but every well, do they get the year back? No, they don't, don't know, get the year back of eligibility.
1: I don't think. I think they got the year back last year. Probably.
0: They did. So that's a good point. So maybe he does come back in DH. I couldn't imagine playing on a torn ACL. I could barely play on like a. Like a banged up ankle or like, you know, finger, whatever it is. I just,
2: I just, I can picture it in my head. Two weeks he rehabs. Everybody says he feels great, checks all the boxes. He's ready to go. I can just see him hitting a ball in the gap or something and he gets out of the box hard and just pulls up. I can just see it happening. He pulls up. Everyone's all sad again because they had hope. And I just don't know if that's something. I want to put him through because now he gets his hopes up be ready to go just to get the sh- shot down again. And now he pulled up, comes out of the game. It's
1: tough because the senior year thing tough, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I,
2: I, I know all about fighting through an injury senior year. I threw 30 more innings in my senior year with a torn UCL. So I know what it's like where you just want to play. You want to finish it. And I hope Elko can do it. But I think ACL is just like, I mean, UCL is just as important to throw. Yeah. So ACL can't be much better but i i i just don't see it happening and call me a doubter a hater whatever but i just i think that's too hard to come over overcome. Yeah.
0: on a brighter side i'm actually checking the weather this weekend in oxford and uh it looks like a 100 percent chance of beer showers so um i think that looks good for old miss right there uh, i really do think old miss is going to surprise a lot of people because they're still a good team even without elko um, we'll see though. But anyways, let's, let's, let's wrap this up. Mincy, where can people go and find you for like your content that you're creating? Uh, what's like your Twitter name, Instagram, okay. and like what do you plan on doing with college baseball moving forward? Like uh, what, what can so they look at, forward to?
1: Twitter and Instagram met Barstool Mincy, M I N T Z Y. Uh, I go real, real hard on both day to day. I'm on pick central on the Barstool sportsbook YouTube channel from 11 55, 12 55 Eastern every day as well. And my the biggest thing for me is coming out of this COVID, it's uh, I'm gonna be hitting the country hard, and traveling and taking it to the people, and I think that's how this thing's really gonna ignite. And I'm gonna be posting tons of videos. Uh, I also do me and Big T and Carabas got some more plans to do some more content coming up, and uh, you know I'm gonna start something this week too. I'm gonna start doing like a quick Ole Miss uh, series preview. I'm gonna release on Friday on my Twitter, and I'm gonna do a wrap up. Can you please on, on do Sunday. it in your that voice?
2: Too. Can you do your preview in your screaming voice, like Gunner Hoglund? Oh me. yeah, no, I will,
1: I will, I will for sure. I'm a little more low key on this, but if y'all see my the after dinner mitts videos, I drop every night too. Uh, you know, people are always like, "Why are you yelling?" And I mean, of course I'm yelling. It's like 30 seconds to a minute. You got to just like uh, rip people's heads off and grab them with that energy. Uh, but yeah, man, I'll be going real hard at it, and uh, just big thing is just getting out in the country. And then also, I got to say, you know, I'm an SEC guy, obviously, but. I'm gonna try to pay a little more attention to ACC and Big Twelve too, going into the tournament. And, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll be at the fit. I'll be at the SEC tournament. I'll be at the uh, Omaha College World Series. I'm gonna try to hit regionals. I'm gonna go to LSU Miss. I'm just gonna. The big thing is just getting out and you know, putting the face to it, getting to show these atmospheres, be around these fans. You know, all the stuff we know that's so special around. College baseball, well, people don't know it nationwide, and so that's what I'm going to try to do: is show them why they're missing out. Love
0: that's it. That's gonna be that's gonna be so fun. That's gonna be so good, Mincy. Man, we love your positive energy and especially your work ethic. We see you doing so many things with Barstool. It's so cool to see you like getting into college baseball because we know you're going to take off and you're going to grow that thing bigger than anything out there. So um, we do really appreciate having you on, man. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, we're really looking forward to you helping. You know, not only grow like Barstool College Baseball. But also, like it trickles down to us; it helps us out a lot awesome. just by getting more people interested in college baseball. So, yeah,
1: well, I'd love to come on. You know, maybe before the SEC tournament or NCAA tournament, I'd love to come back on. We
0: about. can maybe do like a live show before the uh, before the SEC yeah, well, tournament. Well,
1: I'll bring it up, man. Like I said, y'all are in Atlanta, man. Uh, Birmingham ain't Hoover ain't too far from y'all. So if y'all y'all be interested in that, I'd love to do it.
0: We'll do something like that, man. Well, that's awesome. Well, have a great rest of your day, dude. Uh, thank you again for having or for coming on. And uh, if you ever need anything from us, just let us know, okay.
1: Yeah, thank Appreciate you for having me. I'll
0: keep up with y'all are doing. I'm really impressed with y'all. Yeah. Doing. All right, college baseball fans, we have another very special guest on. Uh, someone who kind of really jumped off the scene, you know, that 2019 season with the Michigan Wolverines, like we hinted at on the last podcast. Um, very excited to have Jordan Nwogu. Is that how you pronounce it? Nwogu? <laughs>
3: and silent.
0: And silent. So just Nwogu. Wogu. Jordan Wogu. Okay, that makes Wogu. my life a lot easier. But, man, dude, thanks for coming on. We're going to talk a little bit about your 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 history with Michigan, growing up in Ann Arbor, um, kind of the draft process last year because we know it was a weird one, and then like kind of just your pro ball experiences so far being in spring training right now. So let's start it off with this question. How cool was it playing in the National – or like the College World Series finals against Vanderbilt, winning game one? Was that just surreal, crazy to you, being in a school like Michigan?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean – That whole experience was crazy. We were celebrities down there. I mean, little kids coming up to you just on the street, going out to eat, like it was a cool experience. And then obviously we didn't win, but I mean, still just to compete with Vandy and being a team from the big 10, from the North, I think that kind of drove us a lot farther just kind of, we had like that chip on our shoulders, like no one expected us to be there, and we were always underdogs, so that was a lot of fun, in-
0: including us at 11.7. Um, I was telling you before the show, we probably said some things about Michigan about how you guys were like frauds and like you know, overrated, blah blah blah. Big 10 can't play baseball. Um, so I definitely want to get out in front of that and just apologize because once you guys got to Omaha, even in that super regional, I remember rooting so hard for you guys, I was like, these guys are likable guys, like, they're super talented didn't like look like a Big Ten team. It looked like you guys were an SEC team all along, just wearing a Big Ten uniform. So um, definitely glad that you guys proved us wrong. That was fun.
2: How was – yo, how was going to Oregon State winning that series? I mean, the finals wasn't even with Oregon State. It was what you and Creighton, right? Yeah. So, like, how was it, like, playing out there? They probably – y'all probably had, like, just your fans, nobody else there.
3: Um. I, there was we had like our own little section of like Michigan parents but like there wasn't it wasn't like full of Michigan parents. there was a lot of Creighton fans and they were not afraid to chirp
0: really that shit
3: was, that shit was annoying
0: yeah
3: I, and then we we choked one of the games to them uh we choked and then they they kept talking like they were like a talking team like for real uh, yeah one of one of uh one of our like He's, he wasn't a coach, but he was, like, a friend of a coach, and he was always in the dugout. He, like, um, he was staying at the same hotel as, like, the Creighton baseball team, and he was wearing his Michigan stuff the day after, like, coming down for breakfast or whatever, and they were chirping him, like, saying, like, oh, like,
2: choke, choke. Like,
1: What?
3: Wow. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I know.
2: Where? Bro, who the is Creighton day, to be doing that?
1: <laughs> I'm what are
3: we t- and then we beat them like 17-5 the next day. Like so. Yeah,
0: it's just fun. showed them who Daddy was there. That was dude, that was a fun regional that I think about it. Um, some good teams there. But like Creighton has no business chirping anybody. And you're the Creighton Blue Jays. Like you're gonna go back to Omaha, but you're gonna be sitting at home watching it like everybody else. Um, but dude, so you kind of had um you kind of had quite the tournament, man. You hit the ball really well, you played good defense. Um, and I feel like your draft stock rise like heavily because of that College World Series. Did you kind of notice anything looking back, like, um, you know, more interest amongst major league teams and like maybe getting slotted higher in the draft because you, you played so well in the postseason?
3: Uh, I actually think it was kind of the opposite. Uh, first of all, I didn't play defense. I was a DH.
0: Oh, you're right. Uh, you're right. <laughs>
3: but, I mean, I kind of like I did well the early, early postseasons, like Creighton, like the regional, super regional, but then like, I didn't do much the World Series. uh, And like, I saw a lot of stuff like kind of bringing my stock down because I couldn't hit like that high level pitching, whatever in the World Series. So, I mean, it was a mix of both, like definitely it was good to be out there and kind of be seen. But I mean, there was, I mean, obviously just a mix of both things.
0: Yeah. But you ended up in like one of the best organizations with the Chicago Cubs. Like I bet, I bet it's been fun out there in Arizona, like learning, finally getting like that pro ball experience. Cause last year with, um, you know, it's still this year too with like a lot of COVID restrictions, you finally getting some like coaching and like one-on-one time with some professional coaches like that.
3: Yeah. So actually we had instructs, uh, in In the fall. Yeah. So that was the first, I mean, that was super fun. Um, that was the first time we, like the coaches. we got to work with the coaches and I got to meet a lot of the players in my draft class. So I thought that was cool. And then, yeah, obviously now, like now it's right before the season and like now this stuff starts to matter. Uh, so it's definitely cool being able to not
2: sit around and, you know. For real, yeah. Hey, uh, so with, I think what, did the Cubs get rid of their rookie ball team too?
3: Uh, they got rid-, rid of their short season team. Which they is- got
2: rid of the short season. So, still- so you still got rookie
3: ball. Rookie in Arizona, and then high, low A, double age, triple.
0: A. Yeah, have they told you kind of like where you're going to be starting the season at this year? Anything like that?
3: I mean, they they don't tell anybody until I think a when- lot of the players like until like a week before. So
2: yeah, when does camp break? Say it again. When did uh, spring training – when do you get break in camp? Like when is it over? Yeah. Uh,
3: 29th, something like
2: that. Yeah, so coming up pretty soon. So you got a month. You got another – like 20 days.
3: Okay. I did like two weeks of games and then stop and then go play the season.
0: They send you off somewhere. (laughs) That's
3: cool.
0: Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about how like growing up – you you told us before the show both your parents worked for the University of Michigan – was Michigan like your dream school growing up? You wanted to like follow in your hometown, play baseball there. Um, did you play any other sports in high school? Like, did you think maybe you were going to be like a two-sport two, two sport athlete, anything like that?
3: Yeah, so I grew up in Michigan, grew up in Ann Arbor. Um, with, I guess with both parents there, I always kind of wanted to go there. Um, my dad's in, in the engineering department. And actually, I went to a couple engineering camps my sophomore year of high school, and I won an academic scholarship. Uh, for Michigan, like my sophomore year. So like I was like, oh, like I already have money to Michigan. Like so at that point, it was like I really need to go to Michigan. I don't even care if I get athletic money. So you, so, like, so
2: you were a walk on.
3: Yeah, yeah, I was. Like a walk a preferred. Yeah, okay. Walk on. So like I mean, I told EB my situation. Like I think I'm gonna. I told basically told him like I'm gonna come here regardless if I'm playing baseball or not. Like so basically he gave me a shot and like it's like yeah, there's no guarantees and but like we would like to have you. I guess on the for the fall and see how it works out um but I did play I played football and in high school and I think people saw me more as a football player and I guess I was super raw because of football like I never like I was just I looked like a football player playing baseball I still kind of do but like it's (laughs) it's like I mean I own it it's whatever but uh yeah I'm glad I picked baseball though I mean I just I have uh I have a lot more passion for it than I did for football.
0: Right no, dude, you remind me so much of like uh, an old teammate me and Dimitri had Kyle Lewis, who's doing good things for the uh Seattle oh, Mariners mm-hmm. right now. But like your demeanor and like the way you play the game and everything, you remind me a lot of him, like just talking to you in an interview, like okay. laid back, like still confident. But, you know, Kyle was a, a basketball player in high school. He always yeah. told the story about like. He was passionate about baseball, but never spent as much time because he was playing other sports and he was very raw. Like he was just raw with his abilities and things like that. I wish
2: I wish people could see the Kyle that showed up on campus. Like so my his freshman year was my junior year. The Kyle that showed up on campus was not the Kyle everybody saw. It wasn't the Gold Spikes Spikes Kyle. Like he came out, he was. I mean, picture, right? his swing. yeah, we yeah. both went to Mercer with him. Yep. Yeah. I,
0: I'm two years older than Kyle. So I graduated in 2015. Yeah. And I'm, I'm his and, age. Uh, like him and I were roommates together. So uh, we still uh, kind of, we still keep in contact there. <laughs> but but anyway, go, tell, yeah, tell what you're saying,
2: Dimitri. So the, anyway, the Kyle that showed up on campus with your big swing and a lot of moving parts, just, you know, just playing for fun, you know, like didn't really have a plan yet. But the way he I mean, it was bro, it was like three weeks into the season. Me and him were in the center field. I still remember this. And he was asking why everybody made fun of me, gave me shit on the team and stuff like that. And I was like, bro, I don't care. I don't like I bro I'll do whatever I want. They they think it's stupid. That's all good. And and then we were just talking and I was just like, bro, I just do my thing. If people like it, they like it. If they don't, that's all good too. And he was like, Yeah, man, I'm just I'm just out here trying to get better. Ball, ball went in the gap and he just took off in the middle of a sentence, just took off when caught it I was like, "Yo, know, maybe he maybe he can be pretty good, you know, like pretty good out here. And I mean, two weeks later, he got a start. And then we played Auburn. I think it was Auburn. He hit like a late in the game, game time double or like something like that. And then it's just you just started seeing like he started like growing up really fast. Like getting better at the game understanding it and then he went and won the mvp of his summer ball league and then all of a sudden it was like yo this guy's like a draft prospect Ooh, like what <laughs> yeah and and they just took him on they took him on as like a, a like a project or like a potential like he could be good mm-hmm. yeah, and, that's
0: what I mean. <laughs> yeah so i was gonna say like relating that back to you jordan like, did you kind of, like, was there ever a moment, maybe maybe it was your freshman year, maybe it was your sophomore year, but, like, were things, like, clicked for you, like, at the plate um, or just maybe in baseball in general where you're like, okay, like, this, I was raw, but, like, now I'm a ball player. Like, this things start making sense. Like, maybe you fixed something with a swing or maybe it was just confidence. Like, what was it that kind of clicked for you?
3: Uh, I think it was after my freshman ball over that, there was a winter break where since I'm from Ann Arbor, I could go in the facility and kind of work. Um, So I'd I'd send the coaches a lot of video. I think I changed my swing probably about 15 times. Like, like I tried to swing like pool holes, try to swing like Aaron Judge, Justin Upton, (laughs) like I literally tried to like mimic them. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. uh, And none of it really worked. I mean, I guess. I mean, I can't really compare myself to, I think I, I do that a lot. I compare myself to these people that like, you know, like we're all different um, and I kind of started to figure it out after that winter break. And then in preseason, I was supposed to red shirt, but like I did well in some of like the scrimmages or whatever. And the coach decided to keep me on. as like a pinch runner. And then we sucked at the beginning of the year and like 15 games in, I got my first start. And then that's, I just kind of, I didn't come just out of it. Took
0: off in there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, the second part of that question? um
0: Like, I don't even know, dude. I ask these questions, and I'm the oh. worst at asking questions because I'll ask three questions in one and be like, "Yeah," and just go ahead and answer. I like, put you guys in terrible spots. I'll, I'll I'll finish it off for you,
2: but whoa, whoa, whoa. Anyway, um <laughs> that, that came out weird. Uh, but um so, like last year, we we we've asked most guys like, when COVID hit, where were like how where were you guys? Like, how did you find out?
3: Uh, COVID hit, it was, like, a
2: that's crazy, it was a year ago. Yeah. I know, right? It feels like <laughs> 10 years ago, though. I
3: know. Uh, and then we were just about to play So we'd, we'd gone on a long, we played, like, 15 games. And we'd played, like, hard teams. Like, we played Vandy, ASC. Yeah, I remember. Uh, UConn, UConn was all right. They they put up, they were a gritty team, though, like, a respectable team, just, didn't have nothing flashy, but just was not going to lose. Um, but yeah, we we and then we were going to play Canisius, and we were. I remember being like so ready to kind of like play an easy team just to
0: <laughs> boost we those get, stats up, baby. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, and then it was that week. I remember like our coach coach brought us on the field. We we started seeing stuff in the news, like, oh yeah, it was. We practice was canceled one day. We were all like, "Oh shit!" Like, Like, what?
2: Yeah,
3: let's go, Drake. Like, (laughs) uh, like we never really realized. And then the next day, like, he brought us out in the field, and then like all the scene. He he had brought the seniors out first, and everyone else came out after. And then the seniors were all crying on the field. And then we kind of realized, like, "Oh fuck!" Like, this is not like this. The season might probably over. And like, and then that was kind of when it went downhill. And then. I mean, even then we thought we thought like, oh, we'll be back in three weeks. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we never realized like what the gravity of this whole thing was. So
0: yeah. So like once the season got canceled, did you kind of go into like draft mode? Like, let's get ready for the draft. Um, do you have teams like reach out to you and like do workouts and things like that?
3: Yeah, so weird. Um, there's a lot of Zoom calls. I did a lot of Zoom interviews, a lot of just phone calls with uh scouts. Um a lot of like tests. They'll send like a test, like a link for like a vision test and stuff like that. Um, but like we didn't have any like workouts or anything specific. I mean, I have my my advisors at the time. They like handled a lot of that stuff, like kind of putting it together, your draft portfolio and all that stuff, and like st- the numbers they want. They want the scouts to see stuff like that. Um, but. I guess i just used that time at the time we just we we built our like we had a backyard gym uh we kind of did the same thing every day
0: those prison workouts man those things hit different
3: (laughs) (laughs) literally i mean it was kind of like at the time it's like oh this is so annoying but like it was honestly pretty relaxing we used to just work out relax eat food and
0: go back in the crib and play video games and stuff like that did you did you get to use you couldn't you when you when you're
2: home in the off season, like let's say winter break, are you still using the facility the Michigan?
3: Oh yeah, that's the one thing that COVID messed up. Uh usually like all the pro guys can come back and use the facility but we had to find other ways to change. Oh my them. god. I know it was so annoying. So oh, annoying. <laughs> Jimmy Curry, you were talking about earlier. He him and Ben Kaiser have uh rented out a warehouse and like built a baseball facility for that that fall. No
0: way. Dude, that's like, sick.
3: I know. Yeah, so that's where we train for most of the most of the winter slash
0: fall. Yeah. Now, when did you actually fly out to Arizona? Was it like back in February or was it March? Or how long end, have you been there?
3: End of January. Uh, three three months almost. Uh, whatever. I don't
0: know. Now, did you get to train with like the big league guys?
3: No. So we have been training at um all the minor leaguers because they split it up usually it's like combined but all the minor leaguers have to fo- kind of find their own place to train so we've been trying at, at exos um okay okay exos is, is i mean honestly like i'm not mad just like it's free for minor leaguers i mean they
0: provide like a smoothie after each workout and they hey, super- we like smoothies on this podcast
3: <laughs> <laughs> super hospitable and like had a nutritionist and all this stuff and i mean like obj was there dk metcalf like a bunch of like just cool dudes just training there like let's go yeah, it, was, it was super cool but um yeah so we did that and then like hit we hit a drive line. Drive driveline had a little pop-up shop the pop-up whatever place and we had like a little routine going but pretty much the same shit every week yeah until spring training
0: Nice. Well, dude, well, we do this thing like I was mentioning earlier. We do a weekend pick'em every week, and I don't know how much you're following college baseball, but believe me, you're gonna be better than me and Dimitri at this because we suck. We watch probably more college baseball than anybody whoa, our whoa, age. Whoa,
2: whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> speak dude, for yourself, Dimitri, whoa, whoa, We whoa, suck.
0: Whoa. We suck. I'm beating you <laughs> by like three games <laughs> okay, this year. Okay,
2: Ben, and 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 majority of them are. It, bro, speak for yourself.
0: You're behind me in the standings, bro. I, and we <laughs> suck. <laughs> <laughs> we, we suck I'm not even gonna explain myself here
2: you the way you make your pick you just you just make up some random bogus ass thing yeah I bullshit say, all I'm and I'm still team. better than we, you and
0: we suck okay. <laughs> uh,
2: bro what, okay alright alright whatever
0: um, But anyway so you're gonna be better than us so um, like we just had than um... me C- correct yourself you're gonna be better than me yeah I'll be us. better than you okay uh but do just, you, the, the best, the best scenario here is probably just pick the opposite of what I'm going to pick or what Dimitri picks. You'll be fine. Um, uh, but it's five series and you just have to pick the winner of the best of three. So whoever wins two out of three, and it's usually, we do this every week with like five competitive series, uh, you know, no blowouts or anything like that. So I'm gonna run through the list. And yes, your Michigan boys are on there against Ohio state. So it's Michigan, Ohio state, Oregon state, Oregon, Texas tech, TCU, Florida Tennessee and Arkansas Ole Miss and so we're going to start with Florida Tennessee and so I already made my picks for this week I'm going with the Florida Gators just because I hate them so much it's a win-win for me like I hate Florida so much that because they just make me look stupid all the time and these dumb pick them so we do Um, I'm either going to get a game I'm going to win the series or I'm going to be happy that they lost two out of three to Tennessee so that's my reasoning. You go ahead.
3: Ahead. you go ahead. I'm thinking Tennessee. Uh, I guess I've seen some like highlights. I, I've seen, I obviously follow you guys, so I see like when you post it. So I just think Tennessee has a, a nasty team.
0: Yeah, dude, they're fun to watch too. They're yeah. there are some ballers. Do you let me let me ask you
2: this while you're while you're making your pick? Do you still because like I have a lot of friends who are like in pro ball now that. They barely follow college. Once they leave, they don't. They like they don't give a shit anymore about it. So like I just, I like sometimes to hear other people. You still follow it?
3: Uh, obviously I follow Michigan baseball. Um, I unfollowed D one baseball, but like <laughs> I still think like like your page. I think it's kind of sick. Like just posting like some like college baseball highlights. Like obviously like
0: the viral stuff, yeah, like stuff that potentially could go viral. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, and I still like I know like. Or like we've played, I have played some of the teams that like you post and stuff like that. So like, it's not like oh like I don't want to see it like. It's
0: <laughs> but like, you're no, busy I yourself. I feel like, you. you. You're busy working on yourself. So yeah, I don't I'm, blame you. I'm
3: always on Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, w- w- while you're talking about your Twitter, plug your Twitter just so that our uh, our listeners, because we do get a pretty good amount of listeners. Uh, like, where can they follow you at? Like, what's your Twitter name?
3: Uh, Twitter JG five thousand eighty seven. So it's three zeros. So I don't know why I did that. Man, it's time to <laughs> time to make it normal. Uh, I I don't know. Can you switch that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey,
0: we'll DM we'll DM you how to later. Uh, you got to switch that to just like something sick, something like brand yourself. JG five thousand. What was it? Thirty six. Eighty seven. Eighty seven.
3: Three zero, I don't know why.
2: <laughs> hey, just just like just we'll tag them in the podcast thing and then you guys can go click on it. But anyway, so going back, you're going with Tennessee. Yeah, who you no. got, Dimitri? Oh, me. So I, I gotta go, I gotta go make sure I look at who I picked before. Um, yeah, I did go with Florida. I think they're gonna win. I think Tennessee's still learning how to win these games. Like I, I, I was telling Ben and uh Mincy earlier. When when you see two teams play together, you I, I usually like to go with the team that had done it before. Like Florida's been in the spotlight for 10 years now, 20 years now. This is just another weekend for them. For Tennessee, this is like, oh shit, this, we gotta win this game, man. Like we gotta we gotta figure this, this is it's all this weekend, you know what I mean? And sometimes people overemphasize it. They come out and just like super uptight. And I just think this is one of those weekends where Florida kind of doesn't play their best ball, but they win end up winning two out of three. And Tennessee like just a little over uptight, but I could totally see Tennessee winning two.
0: Yeah. I hope Tennessee wins, man. We love Tennessee's head coach, Tony Vitello. I think he's one of the best coaches in the game. He's young, he's energetic um and i don't know man like tennessee has vanderbilt next weekend i said earlier i think it's a look ahead series for them i think they're looking at vanderbilt but we'll see i i'm picking florida because i hate them so much that if they win at least i can you'll be a little happy uh moving on though we're gonna stay in the sec here we got arkansas Ole miss battle of top three teams or top five teams here i'm going with Ole miss because they're at home i know they just lost tim elko who's Probably their best player overall, definitely their best player, torn ACL. Uh, I just think Swayze Field, I don't know if you've ever got a chance to play there or watch games, but those games at Ole Miss are sick, and, like, the, the home field advantage plays a huge advantage there. So I'm going Ole Miss. Uh,
3: I think I got to go Ole Miss. I know, I know both of those teams are are just gross. Yeah. So I got to go with the home advantage, and that's Miss. so –
2: that's I got to roll with my boys at Arkansas, dude. They bro, they are so good. And I, I honestly think when Christian Franklin is raking, um, Robert Moore is raking, um, Jalen Battles, they're, they all, they, they, when they're all hitting, that team is unbeatable. They just got to pitch. If they can hold their team to like three, four runs, they're going to win. And I'm still sticking with my pick that Arkansas is going to be Vandy in um, in terms of like winning the SEC. You're crazy, um, but but <laughs> I I I, bro, I think I think I think it's really hard. I don't I don't know how Arkansas goes in Mississippi State sweeps them and then go to Ole Miss
0: and takes driving. That's crazy. That's hard. That is hard. But I like Ole Miss. Um, so we got TCU going to Texas Tech. I picked Texas Tech just because Texas Tech sixteen and one this year at home. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. How going to Lubbock is like the worst place to ever go. You fly into a little or a little airport. And then, like they just they own they own the field. That so it sounds so stupid. They they dominate at home. Uh, nobody no. likes playing there. I think TCU is a little overrated right now. I don't think they can hit very well. I think their pitching is pretty decent. But Texas Tech is my favorite to win the Big 12, and I think they're going to run away with it. And on top of that, Texas Tech just lost two out of three to Kansas State somehow, which is a total fluke. This is a bounce back series, which we all know about playing college baseball. You know, play bad one weekend, you come back ready the next week. And, and I think Texas Tech sweeps TCU.
3: Texas Tech at home, I would be willing to put money that yeah. they will.
0: They're not losing back. at home. I mean,
3: that that environment is insane.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you I don't play what, Texas Tech?
3: We played there at their field, and I mean, it was just rattling. I <laughs> I don't like.
0: You're in the middle of a desert and it's still like a, yeah. a big college town. It's the weirdest mix ever. Like a I've never been, there. I have no town. idea.
3: Weird mix. I mean, yeah, it's a town in the middle of nowhere.
0: You feel but like there. aliens live there or something. It's crazy.
3: We went to the mallet. We went to the mall at uh in Lubbock. And the mall said like the front of the mall said mall. It's <laughs> <laughs> I I I I, I probably in my snap memory somewhere. Like I was like. <laughs>
2: What the fuck? <laughs> Mall. What? Oh, so, right. so they're literally nothing but Texas Tech
0: University. Yes. That's yes. it. That's and it.
3: The city is there to support them.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's wild, man. It's not even near civilization. I would not bet on anybody
3: no. at, against Texas Tech at Yeah.
0: So, I'm, go- I'm going with Texas Tech and
2: who. I don't need to explain myself here. Everybody knows Texas Tech is going to win the series. And if they lose, I'll eat my words. I'll Tech eat my words. gladly. And-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will gladly do that. Um, next series here is Oregon State, Oregon. Now, these two teams played each other earlier. And Oregon actually won the series. And Oregon State played the worst baseball they played all year. This is another, like, bounce-back series. You know, in-state rivalry. Second time they're playing each other in a three-game series. Offering. Yeah. This. Oh, yeah. Sorry. This is um, a conference game. The first series like was like non-conference for some weird reason. But there's just no way Oregon State loses twice to Oregon in a weekend series. I'll eat my words if it happens, but I expect Oregon State to dominate. Most likely, like, I'm telling you, there's a really good chance they sweep here.
3: Yeah, I think I'm good with uh, Oregon State. Uh, I just don't. Yeah, I agree with eight. <laughs> In college baseball, for you to lose two weekend series against a rival, I don't know. Nah,
0: not happening. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest, I haven't seen much of Oregon State or Oregon play this year just because we talk so much shit about the Pac-12 and, like, their streaming services. It's the worst thing to ever watch on a computer. It's, like, one camera behind home plate, and it, like, wow. kind of moves with the ball. It's just disgusting. So I haven't seen most of these teams are in the Pac-12 play. I just kind of go off of gut feeling. I will give –
2: UCLA and Arizona credit their streaming is actually good you just got to pay money for it and I'm not paying money for it so (laughs) um, unless somebody wants to plug me with an account I'm I'm not paying for it but I'll watch it if they give me it um but I'm going with Oregon State too um Oregon pitched their asses off the first time they played and I just think I just think it's too hard to win two series in the same season like that's that's crazy it's it's like um, almost
0: impossible in college baseball um Anyways, the last series here, I already know where you're going with this, Jordan, but Ohio State, Michigan, I'm going to break it down a little bit. Um, I said earlier when I was making my pick that, you know, Michigan is the big brother, especially when it comes to baseball, Um, not so much football, um, but baseball wise, Ohio State hasn't done anything notable and they don't get the recruits or anything like that. But what I will say is Ohio State has some dudes out of the bullpen and they have some good pitchers this year. They got guys throwing 95 miles an hour, which I've never seen as a Buckeye or from a Buckeye in my life. Uh, I'm going with Michigan. I think Michigan dominates them. Um, The Big Ten is kind of weird this year because there's no out-of-conference playing, and we don't know how good each team really is. I want to hear your thoughts
2: about that that too.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll get into it in just a second. But I'm going with Michigan, not because you're on the show, but I I really do think Michigan's going to show up. They get better players, better recruits, better coaching. Uh, I know Ohio State has a little bit of hype around them this year but I'm not believing it. it I, I might believe it if they take care of business this weekend against Michigan, but I'm going with Michigan a hundred times out of a hundred here. Yep.
3: I'm with Michigan. Who are
2: you with? Who are you taking?
3: <laughs> Michigan. Go blue. All, Go. all day. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State does have some, like I've seen on Twitter, like some nasty pictures and whatnot, but I've also heard from like the Michigan guys that, i'm still close to all of them um like everyone in the big ten is throwing gas this year apparently like
0: they all got that quarantine body going throwing into the rap Soto uh, and track man velo yeah, got,
3: and like extra dudes i guess because of the extra year and like whatever so i mean they're not going to be phased by no. 95 i'm not worried
0: Michigan's got their own dudes on the mound too. That hey, let playing. me ask
2: you when when what was like what would was everybody pissed when they found out they were playing conference only?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I would were imagine. They just, were
2: they just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, basically I mean it's not just
3: like every conference is doing that, it's just the Big Ten.
0: Yeah, which is so stupid. We've we've talked a lot of crap about that this year on the podcast. How we just want to see like we know the Big Ten's much better than what a lot of people give them credit, because like you guys have really good teams in there. But I want to see them play against, um, you know, ACC teams and SEC teams, Big Twelve non-conference. Like I want to, yeah, yeah. I want to see like how it like how it fares with other teams. So, uh, but it's gonna be interesting. Like once postseason starts, because the Big Ten is gonna be a wild card. Like you might have a three seed. Like let's say Ohio State's a three seed, but you know they're really, really, really good. We just don't know. And they go and dominate like the whole regional. You just shoot. You never Mm -hmm. know.
2: Uh, but at the same time, bro, they're going to be. I, I, I personally think Big Ten's going to get two teams. I think it could be like Michigan, Michigan. Ohio – Well, I'm I mean, saying four two, teams. Maybe three. No, I'm saying four teams. Indiana, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio State, Nebraska are your four. Yeah. And I think those I, four I, are, I think are good. I don't know if they're going to put all four of them in. I doubt it. I think, I think they
0: will. You think I they think, will? Yeah. I think one of them, I think one Big Ten team hosts, and I think. One will be a two-seed, and the other two will be three-seeds. That's how I picture it, looking. I think like Nebraska's going to hose. No. I'm not into said. the Nebraska hype yet.
2: No, it's not even the hype. It's the – huh? Not either. <laughs> well, I'm not saying like that. I'm saying because they're, they're predetermined regional sites. Nebraska – they're going to give Nebraska – probably going to get a regional host because – for whatever reason, like the government, the COVID protocol or whatever, like they're going to allow fans there. I don't know. I'm just, I just, what I think.
0: If, I'll tell you one thing if, if
2: Nebraska hosts, they're not losing that region. Oh, is
0: it was a tough play in there. I mean, just, I love out of Haymarket.
2: The,
3: people coming out of the cornfields to just <laughs> go big red. I mean, um, hey,
2: a- I played two years of indie ball there in the American Association in Lincoln, and bro. Ben, I'm telling you, dude. Those guys crazy. They packed that place out yeah, at man. Haymarket, and they are loud, and they know everything about baseball. Yes, everything.
3: There was one game we we, uh, we had a doubleheader. We played one game at like at a normal time in the day, and then the next one was delayed until like eleven, and the <sighs> fans were still there until one a.m. when we finished.
0: They love the red man. <laughs>
3: I wouldn't even want the Michigan fans to still be
0: there. Go home. <laughs> go home. <laughs> go to your families. Jeez. We, we had,
2: we had like, so like our fans, like our, like the late, we were the Lincoln salt Dogs, And so most of our fans were Nebraska fans too. Like they were the big baseball fans that live in Nebraska. So they liked both, but man, let me tell you, they love baseball there in that town. I love Lincoln. I don't know if you got to go out there at all. Did you guys stay in the little, the Marriott Hilton or whatever across the bridge behind center field? In downtown, uh, I don't know where yeah, well, there, well, there's like a super nice hotel. Like, if you go past center field, there's that bridge by the football stadium. Anyway, um, there people will be walking and they'll be like, I know who you are. And you, you look at him like, how, "How you doing?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. That's so weird. But, anyways, was your pick? Oh, I gotta make my pick. Ohio yeah, State, baby. Your...
2: I hate Ohio State. I I hate them. Trust me, I'm am I'm, I'm a hurricane. I'm from I'm from Miami. I'm, I I hate Ohio State. But I think this is the year Ohio State makes some noise. I think Ohio State pitches their ass off this weekend. They're coming off a four game sweep at at home against Indiana. They're hot. They're...
0: I'm not, I'm not going to justify it anymore. I think Ohio State win. Well, uh, all right. Well, we'll see about that. I like our chances with Michigan, Jordan. But uh, anyways, man, appreciate having you on. This was a blast. Um, definitely going to keep up with you. I actually have your baseball card um, that I got in a pack. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. It, it's, a sweet, it's a sweet card, too. Um, but anyways, man, appreciate you following us on Twitter. Appreciate you coming on. If you ever need anything from us, just let us know. I mean, I doubt you do ever, but um we'll definitely be following you in your career best of luck to you and um you know go blue, <laughs> go blue. Appreciate, I appreciate it man <laughs>